It's time for JT the Brick. How we doing? Baby, I'm great. JT, how are you doing? I'm not a journalist. I'm an opinionated sports talk host. We have a goal. We have ideas. We know exactly what we want to do here. Just win, baby. The Raiders' schedule is brutal. It's a second-place schedule that's front-loaded heavy and back-loaded heavy. The fans of the Raider Nation. Sound off like you got a pair. JT the Brick. I'm talking about the notorious ones, the out-of-control fans, the passionate fans. All of you fans are invited to be a part of the show. I'd like you to come in big and come in with a purpose. And that's it. Use the phone like a weapon. Enjoy everything we do, and please always feel welcome to call in and to tweet and to be a part of the show. Fair enough? And now, here's JT the Brick. Out of the gate, JT with you on a busy day today. We are loaded, absolutely cranked up for the Denver Broncos. Thanks for listening and tuning in at noon. Brought to you by PTs, the best happy hour in town. From 5 to 7, midnight to 2. For gaming, for great food, for great drink prices, and a great place to hang out with your friends. PTs with 64-plus taverns here in the Valley. My favorite. There's a few of them here. I love the SG Bar right next to our studio here at the top of 215 in Flamingo. Or you can find one almost at any corner, any intersection here in the Valley. PTs fuels the monologue. And, man, do I have a big show. Head coach Josh McDaniels. Uh, Just got back to our studio after interviewing him an hour ago, literally one hour ago, and we had an in-depth conversation on several topics, mostly on the Broncos coming up here. You know, he answers a lot of questions, a lot of questions during the week, a lot from the media that's in attendance. This is our in-house radio interview. We ask him certain questions, but mostly preview the upcoming opponent. But we're going to talk about Derek and maybe Derek... uh, moving a little bit faster, Uh, what they need to do, the targets and all of that. We cover that in the conversation. I'll give you about a 10-minute alert. We don't know where we can fit it in and play it, but Coach McDaniels is our priority today. Kevin Bollinger from Fox 5, our Raider insider on the day. It's going to be nice to talk to him. I got a great Broncos insider, Benjamin Albright, will join us from KOA in Colorado. He's about as big as it gets there. We will get into the Broncos as he will join us at the top of next hour. My buddy Nick Rabone, who's a really cool guy, UNLV Hockey. What a role he has there. We're going to help him sell some UNLV hockey tickets coming up here in a bit. The assistant head coach there. I love hockey, as you know, and we want to help out UNLV if we can. And Bobby's telling me who else we have here. I can't keep up. Oh, Kenny Shedd. Black Hole Kenny Shedd, former Raider receiver, now a movie maker. He's going to join us, and we've got to find a way to fit Lee Sterling in. He's going to give you three games for free. And Lee's off to a pretty good start again with us this year. If you want to get through, get through now. Because, again, I'll get you on the radio if I see you on hold. You know me. I'll get you on. But you got to come in with a purpose. Get in here with a purpose. 702-365-9200. Thanks to the Latino voice of the Silver and Black, Harry Ruiz, who was in for me yesterday. Cool day yesterday. My best friend in my life. We all have a best friend. Best man in my wedding. Had a movie premiere last night in San Diego. So I went to that. He had a documentary about an eclectic Guinness Book of World Records seven-time Guinness Book of World Record holder named Roger Guy English. A documentary. My friends and my, I were in the movie. Flew to San Diego for the premiere and got back in time to sit down in front of the coach. Thank God. There was no fog in San Diego this morning. So thanks again to Harry for sitting in with me for a special night I had last night. All right, where do we want to go, Raider fans? 0-3. Got to get to got to get to 1-3. Okay, we're not talking playoffs. We banned that word from this show. Banned it. Just get a win. 
as Mr. Davis said, just win, baby. And you can put an expletive. You can say whatever you want after that. It's just win, baby. How do you win the game? Well, you're going to win. If you win this game against Denver, you're going to have to play tremendous offense because Denver's defense is playing better than the Raiders' offense. Does that make sense? The Raiders have this offense on paper that's supposed to be powerful and great. We've seen a little bit of that this year, but nothing what we expect. We want a powerful offense for the silver and black. Denver's defense is really good. Chubb and Gregory coming off the edge are two of the best pass rushers. You know, but the Raiders saw that with Bosa in San Diego and Khalil Mack. I don't think they're at that level, but they're pretty good. And for the Raiders, they got to get something out of Chandler Jones. Max Crosby's playing well. They got to get even more out of Max. They got to get more out of Darren Waller, who didn't have a good game. That's being kind. Darren Waller did not have a big game. And Derek, Derek's got to start building these games where he's great and not good. And I think that's hard for him to do because of the offensive line that is still rotating players in. But we might have found, I didn't even talk about the offensive line with the coach this time around. We had to get on to Denver's secondary with Patrick Sertan and who they have. But I think the offensive line is coming into play. I think we're real close after seeing what we saw in Tennessee, and they did a decent job to getting the five that are going to be there for a while. So we'll talk about that on the show today, too, and what they're going to need to do. You know, Josh Jacobs, I was at the Raider facility today talking to a couple of guys from Silver and Black Productions, and they're giving me stats in this meeting about here's Josh this and that. And I look at all of them, I go, what are we talking about here? If they're losing, he can't run the ball. Raider fans are telling me, run, run, run. Okay, let's run when you're up 20 nothing. And the Raiders didn't do that against Arizona. They started to throw it with a big lead. That's when you run Josh. If you're down 17-3, to you can't run Josh. When you give up the first three touchdowns on the first three drives in Tennessee, good luck running the ball. you got to pass to get back into the game. Well, this is a game you got to run because they're really good on defense. They're ball hawks. You know, Chris from West Oakland always calls in and says, how come we, that's Chris saying about his Raiders, how come we don't catch the ball on defense? Denver does. You throw a ball to Denver, they'll pick it off and they'll take it back. So you better be careful here wanting to attack, 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 because Denver's sitting deep going, we got a center fielder, we got a strong safety, we got two cornerbacks, and we got two edge rushers. They want you to throw. That's the key to the monologue as we open up the show. Denver loves Derek Carr throwing. They're saying, throw it. We're, we're here. Throw it at us. Derek has to elevate his game, elevate his game to a place where he goes through his progressions. I mean, everybody's getting worked up on progressions. Dan Orlowski, everybody. Everybody asking about progressions. He's a nine-year quarterback. Don't tell me about progressions. Throw it to Devontae. Oh, it didn't work? Throw it again. Oh, it didn't work? Okay, we'll give Waller a taste. And if they're triple-teamed, not double-teamed, we'll go to Mac Hollins, who had a monster game, until Renfro's back and completely ready to go. See, what's happening now is we all want our cake, and we want to eat it too. Some Raider Nation wants to run it. They're tough Raider fans in the parking lot and J-Lot. I want to run the ball, Brick. Oh, really? Tell me when you want to run it. When they stuff the box? You want to run it then? No, no, you don't want to run it there. You want to run it on first down like they did last year into a pile every play? No, you don't want to do that. You got to run it off the edge. Off the edge with Waller blocking and Moreau, who's banged up, if healthy blocking. And you got to get around the edge. Josh can do that. Running inside with this offensive line? Is Jim Otto playing? 
Is Shell and Upshaw playing? How the hell are you going to run it? This offensive line is a work in progress. Now, the thing I care about more than anything is Derek getting enough time to throw. I think he is. I watched the tape. There's times where he can look one to two reads and not get sacked and the ball could come out clean. Now, can he go one, two, three, back to one? No. No, he can't. And, and he knows that too. Derek's got to find a way to get the ball out quickly. And I asked him, and no one else asked him in this town, I don't think, but I asked the coach today, you'll hear it, will they start playing up-tempo, which is a JT the Brick T-shirt waiting to happen. Where are my T-shirt guys out there? The T-shirt should say, up-tempo, in caps, the JT the Brick show, right? It's a good T-shirt. They got some T-shirt guys out there in the Bay. Yeah, the t- we got a T-shirt guy here. Um, up-tempo, please. Please some up-tempo in this game, please. Can't we go no huddle? Can't we go no huddle in the second quarter? Why not? Then why Then why is Derek here? Why is Waller here? Why is Devontae here if, if you can't call two plays in the huddle and just run them? My biggest hot button, everybody, my number one hot button is run the plays you run in Henderson. I'm going to say that until it's embedded into your eardrums. Run the plays that you ran today. Just run them again. Oh, well, wait, they had bracket coverage. Stop. Run the play. Because at practice, you better be running those plays with Patrick Graham having bracket coverage on Devontae, right? Double-teaming Devontae in practice so you know how to get Devontae open. Devontae gets open. Come on. Hit him. And I think Derek's going to have a big game with Devontae. Waller? Waller's got what we have to have a payback game here. He has to have a payback game from last game in the drops. I have confidence that Darren will do that. I think Darren will do that great. So with all of that, I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty excited for what's about to happen. Uh, Again, if the Raiders don't win the game, if they don't win the game, they're in deep, 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 deep trouble. If they win the game, it's cool momentum for everybody. It's a long, long, long season. But come on, everybody, get behind the team. They just started breaking in a new coach, a whole bunch of new players, a new offensive line. That's what the organization wanted to do. That's what their plan is. It's not going perfectly. So Raider Nation, you have a lot of good opinions on this one. We want to hear from you on how to beat Denver. I got two days. Oh, and a special announcement, real special announcement. Tomorrow, 1245, Charles Woodson. Charles Woodson got in touch with me. And said he wants to come on. I'm like, see Wood, whatever you want. So Woodson Bourbon Whiskey, he's back on the show. He wants to come on. He solicited me. I said, Charles, love to have you on tomorrow. So we got a good, good couple of shows lined up here. A little bit because I wasn't here for the Derek Carr press conference from yesterday on the fact that they're not winning. And if they can get a win under the belt, it'll quiet down. It solves a lot of things in the building. Carr looking for his first win. Yeah, I think I think if we win two or two or the three three of these games, that you know we're talking about the three touchdowns instead of you know you know all the other stuff. Which, but that's that's football, man. And 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 I take responsibility for that, man. We haven't won this year, and that's that 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 solves everything, as you know. You know, um, when we went on our run last year, a lot of things got overlooked because we're winning. You know. Um, but at, at the end of the day, it's all about winning, and uh, you know we're going to do whatever we can to make sure that you know we stay focused on that. You know, if we start getting into you know all the other stuff, you know we're playing the game for the wrong reasons. So um, we got to win to solve some of those problems. Yeah, they got to win, and they're desperate for a win, and they have to win. We all know that. 
and it's got to start in a division game, a division rival. And I went on Denver radio yesterday and said the same thing. The Raiders fired Vic Fangio. Vic Fangio lost games. He lost four in a row against the Raiders. Broncos hate the Raiders. That's why he got fired. Don't let anybody tell you any different. He got fired because he couldn't beat the Raiders. He had Drew Locke. He had Teddy Bridgewater. Now he's got Russell Wilson. He's gone. And the new head coach, Nathaniel Hackett, is off to a really rough start. Really rough start. And he's going to have to play at a super high level here. Russell Wilson with his coach to come into Allegiant Stadium and win. Now, the leaders Carr talked about yesterday, we all want to hear from the leaders and how they're reacting to what's going on. You know, we've had some really good meetings. Um, there's no, we're not pulling no fire alarms. There's not, nothing like that. You know, a lot of us, you know, there's a lot of good football players on this team that, and we're sitting here and we're like, man, we're 0-3 right now, you know. And, and we've all been through adversity. We've all been through, through things in our life or in football that we can draw back to to, rem- to remind everybody. Um, and if I'm honest, I thought today was a great practice. I thought everyone responded so well. Everyone responded on Monday so well to the, to the critiques from our coaches. Um, it, there was a lot of just, yes, sir, I got you. I'll do it right. And, and they did it today. And uh, the energy, the, the excitement at practice, and that's our job as leaders to make sure that that, that stays. And, um, you know, I thought, I thought we answered that well. You know, I, I think, you know, that's not a recipe for exactly winning, but it sure is better than going the other way. So, look, that's what Derek's saying. We've heard a lot of this from Derek over eight seasons now into nine seasons. I think Derek handles the losing well. He does. He handles winning great. When you're winning, everything's great, right? When you're losing, he's lost a lot of games. He's a pro. He shows up to the podium. He answers every question. He tells you exactly what he's thinking. He does his best, and he hates losing. He hates losing, and he wants to be a Super Bowl-winning quarterback, and he's got a good team. And they're going through a hell of a rough ride right now. And Carr's trying to navigate everyone through it. Uh, They've had some good meetings that they said. Like I told you last week, you know, they benched two players on the offensive line because of practice. They didn't practice well. So Derek knows last week practice wasn't perfect. You all knew that last week. You heard it after the Tennessee game and everybody was talking about it. This week, it's reportedly better. It's a different culture, right? Um, You know, Josh and the coaches, the uh, Dave and there's different players and it's not the same team so we couldn't just go about the same way that we had been for the last couple of years you know and and how and in how we would uh, fight through adversity so we kind of we kind of as captains we just took a second we said I, we, we all think we're doing the right things you know it, there was no again there was no like players only like it wasn't like that kind of thing like it was like we're all pulling we're all doing the right thing let's just make sure we're all pulling the same way you know we're all kind of trying to go the right way but this is how we as a building go now, you know, and so uh, I thought it was very productive, um, super positive. Uh, the response from other teammates, the uh, you'd see the look in their face, you could see the way that they responded at practice today. Um, I think it was very positive. I think it was a it was a very good thing. But we're all just trying to we're trying to be problem solvers, you know. You never want to be someone that comes in the building and and creates problems. You want to you want to be someone that comes in and solves problems. And so we we all watch the tape, you know, the coaches, the players, and. We all see what we need to do and all that kind of stuff. Now it's about staying positive and doing them. Yeah, I think you got to be positive in every aspect of your life. You know, radio at times is very negative. I'm in a very negative industry. You know, it's not popcorn and movies and cheeseburgers like other shows here. We're diving into sports. We talk sports. And if you're winning, it's great. If you're losing, it's a headwind. It's swimming upstream, and you got to figure out why. You know, for the last three weeks, I've been doing radio shows following up losses for a month. 
I didn't plan on that, but I know how to do it. It's not hard to do. People always say it's easier. There are people in this market on the radio that want the Raiders to lose because they're better at doing losing radio, stirring the pot. I don't stir the pot with the Raiders. I want the Raiders to win. And when they're not playing well, we hit them hard. And we take every question, and we take every phone call, and we try to give you our best answers. The last month has been rough because we know the team is better and they haven't played their best. I didn't know you had to play your best to win. Since when do you have to play your best, best game to win? Go ask Denver. They haven't played a good game yet. They, they played terrible all three of their games, and they're 2-1. and one. There's a little bit of bad luck. There's a little bit of mistakes. Maybe not solid preparation. Maybe issues with the quarterback and a certain couple of receivers and chemistry, trying to find the chemistry. It's all our opinions. We all have different opinions. They, believe me, they have much different opinions in the building than we do outside the building. They think they think they have a plan in place. I believe in that plan. I normally do. The head coach like Gruden and Mayock or Jack Del Rio and Reggie or going back, you meet the coach, you meet the GM, you see their plan, you go, yeah, there's a pretty good plan. This plan is a high-level plan that goes from scouting, GM, owner, head coach, philosophy, nutrition, travel, everything that they're putting into place is supposed to be at a highest level in Raider history or modern Raider history over the last 20 years. They're trying to put in place a new program, which is different. You might see it in high school football. You might see it with a hockey team. New hockey coach comes in. They're trying to change the program. They're doing this. It would have been nice if they were 2-1. and one. They're not. As Vinny Bonsignor says perfectly, they're not breaking up the plan all right so for Raider fans who are on Twitter and Facebook losing your bleeping mind they're not changing the plan because you go on social media and act like a lunatic they're going to keep that plan in place but after a while wink wink after a while you got to win some games and from talking to the coach today they seem pretty good they're fired up the Denver pass rush It's the key to this game, period. Offensive line, Denver is excited to play the Raiders. They think they have an advantage with the pass rush. You know, Randy, they added Randy, a great player. I've always thought, I've thought since he came into the league, he's he's been a phenomenal uh, talent, phenomenal player. Uh, Chubb is unbelievable, um, you know, and and before Randy was there, it was Vaughn and, you know, Chubb. And before them, it was Vaughn and DeMarcus and Shaq and, you know, and Shane Ray and, you know, I've seen my fair share of pass rushers, you know, in this division, right? And so these guys are awesome. And it's not just those guys. The guys inside are great players, you know. So we have our work cut out for us at all three levels of the defense. You know, they're very physical. They're top defense. You know, they're, they're unbelievable, uh, talented players, um, very confident group. Um, you know, Kareem, I think, is one of the best safeties in the, in the NFL, one of the most physical guys, brings it every single day. Uh, they got some good corners. Uh, you know, the other safety can fly. Linebackers are physical. You know, we got our work cut out for us at all three levels. And if we don't bring it, you know, you know, you know, they're gonna make sure that they have a good day, right? And so we we're focused on having a good week of practice, uh, so that we can go out there and, and compete against those guys. But yeah, I mean, I think I think the world of those guys. I think they're, you know, some of the best players you know in our whole league on that defense. All right. So a couple of housekeeping moments here. Tomorrow's Friday. You know, Randy, they added Randy. Tomorrow's Friday. I'm doing my podcast from Virgin Hotels from 4 to 6 p.m. Hope you can come out there, have a Modelo with me. It's kind of light, some good conversations with some people in town here or newsmakers. 
We'll tweet out who we'll have. And I'll tell you now, Steve Stallworth, a legend, former UNLV quarterback. Dale Eves, a vice president of Las Vegas events. Simon Keith, the first professional athlete ever to have a heart transplant. He's a legend in this town. I'm emceeing his event next week. He's going to join us. So we got a lot happening tomorrow. And then the tailgate. Seeing the J-Lot. I'll be at the Black Hole. And, you know, getting everybody ready to roll. Let's go. Let's have a good time. Stoner dude, start us off. Now I know we're serious. You love the Raiders. Go ahead. Well, first of all, it's great news to hear that Charles Woodson's going to be in tomorrow, JT. It's going to be a great interview. If anybody can motivate this team and bring some great mojo on or off the field, it's Charles Woodson. You know, I'm trying to wrap my head around the losses like everybody else, the mistakes that were made. We got all this talent, JT, and everyone's sitting in the panic button, but... You know, I keep thinking at the same time, we're two games behind the division. If this was December, we'd all be hopeful and optimistic that we were still mathematically in it. And there's 14 games left. Everybody take a deep breath. Broncos are at home. This is a division opponent we have to beat and we can beat. It's going to take the whole entire Raider Nation to come out and make some noise. I'm going to be at that game, JT. I'll be at the Black Hole tailgate, and I'll see you at the torch. Thank you. Please come to the torch. Appreciate it if you come to the torch. So that's what we're going to do. So we got Kenny Shedd at the bottom of the hour. Great transition to the Black Hole. Uh, my interview with Josh McDaniels coming up. Bren- uh, Benjamin Albright is going to join us coming up. Wow. Kevin Bollinger and Nick Rabone. So I'm pretty busy here, but we're going to get you all on the radio today. Sound off like you got a pair or tweet right at me at JT the Brick as we get this thing going and uh, we'll we'll find out what it's going to take. The coach is super positive. He is he's got a plan and he knows what you're thinking. He gets it. He understands what 0 3 is. He came from the bleeping Patriots. They know what a winner or loss is. They got safes full of Super Bowl rings over there, and he hates losing. So he's in an upbeat mood. I think they're having a great week of practice from what I'm hearing from inside the building, and hopefully that will transition over to what they're doing on the field on Sunday. The monologue brought to you by Remy Martin, Team Up for Excellence. Remy Martin, 1738, a Remy Martin cognac. Love it. And you go to the Raiders Tavern and Grill, they got a Remy Martin room in the back. It's not a private room. You can go back there and order and sit back there and look at all the Remy Martin cocktails on their menu over at the M Resort Spawn Casino. JT, Kenny Shedd, and Josh McDaniels. On second and nine, play action to Henry. Crosby in his face. The ball is out and it's recovered back at the 14-yard line. Westbrook Akine pounced on it. Crosby knocked the ball out and a huge loss. And the Raiders used their final timeout, which was smart. Max Crosby, great play. Roger Teamer, great play. He read the screen. He got out on the screamer. And the moment that Tannehill turned around, he was under pressure by Crosby. And that's why that ball came out. Lincoln Kennedy, the analyst, Jason Horowitz on the call. JT, back with you, Raider Nation Radio. You know, you get a chance doing what I do to meet some people and build friendships. Here's one of them, a Raider I've always respected. He does a lot in the community. He does a lot with the arts, police officer, former great Raider, great teammate, and now a member of this alumni team that's always in Vegas, Black Hole, Kenny Shedd. How are you, Kenny? Oh, man, what an intro, JT. <laughs> man, you're the best, brother. 
Good uh, to I'd talk like to you. I'd like to say how happy I am to be on with you. Well, why don't we just say this, too, as we always begin our inter- uh, interviews. Love to Black Hole Rob, who passed away. It's been over a year oh. now, our guy. And I think of him all the yeah. time. I think of you when I think of him. And every time I roll through the Black Hole j Lot tailgate, you know, we do either a Modelo or I'll have a shot at tequila or something for him, and we know he's looking down on us, right? Yeah, and and I and I think it's fantastic uh, the the support you show for the black hole. You and I were inducted as honorary members together. Yeah. Um. So we're connected in so many different ways. Um. You know, not only uh, uh you know do I remember uh, black uh black hole Rob, uh, but uh, unfortunately one, another uh, black hole uh, member uh, passed away this week. Uh, Valerie Burke. Yes. I remember her. She was the first uh, ever Raider fan I saw with a number 84 shed jersey. That's nice. Isn't it cool when you drive into the game or you get out there, you see, you look off the bus and you see someone with your jersey on or in the stands? That must be great. I, I it, it blew me away. I, I, I said, hey, guys, give me a ball. And I went up there <laughs> and I gave her a ball. And, wow. and she's been so... Yeah, she was a, a, a pillar with uh, with everything we did after that. It was great. Well, we're thinking of her family uh, today. Be- Absolutely. Yeah. Kenny Shedd's our guest. Kenny, the big conversation around the Raiders at 0-3 are targets. Everybody's freaking yeah. out on the targets from game to game. And I, I interviewed the coach today, and I said to him, in theory, this is going to never go away. When you have that many weapons, every week not everybody's <laughs> going to get the amount of targets. So this is kind of a good problem to have unless you're losing. Uh, yeah. And, you know, I'm on the fence with this one because, uh, you know, uh, obviously they 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 kind of set the standard with their preseason performance at uh, four you know four and zero, uh, but when the real games start, um, uh, things change. It, it gets faster. Um, but I'm I'm still in the belief is that it's a new coaching system, new offense, everything. They're trying to gel together. So I believe that that soon they're going to click and it's going to be lights out. Yeah. So Kenny Shed joins us, former Raider receiver. So for everyone who has angst, and everybody should, 0-3 is not something good. You get the fact that this is a new scheme, new program, new everything here, and it's just off to a rough start. Yeah, um, but at the same time, though, uh, uh, you know, there's some uh, some top-tier uh, level starters that uh, mm-hmm. kind of missed out on some key opportunities last game. Um, they just simply can't do that. There's, there's balls that were dropped. It just There was no excuse for them to be uh, dropped. So... Uh, they got to put that behind them and go back to that uh, that killer instinct that they had before, um, you know, uh, they got all comfortable at the starting position with contracts. That, 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 they got to put that out of their head because it's hard to win in the NFL. Well, that's, that's a strong analysis from you, so let's talk about that. Darren Waller got yeah. paid. Hunter Renfro got paid. Derek Carr got extended. Devontae got a big deal coming over to the Raiders, and... You know, I've been at practices, not every one of them, but the ones that I'm there, those guys just run clean routes, make plays, and do everything right inside and outside the building. What comes along with this is drops and fumbles from time to time. How do you clean it up, Kenny, when you have a game with a couple of drops? That could be the difference in the game. What do you do the following week with your coaching staff? Not so much film, but working on your hands to get better. Well, so, obviously I'm not in the the meeting room, Mm -hmm. but... Uh, if football hasn't changed since when I was coming up, and if someone did something like that, they need to they need to feel it. The coach needs to get in their face. The coach needs to keep rewinding that play back and forth, back and forth, and they need to be made uh, to feel uncomfortable about that because 
Um, you know, uh, th- these are critical moments in games where you have to step up. You know, it's just like when you're running, you, you, you're trying to run out the clock to kick the game-winning field goal and you give the ball to the running back, you, you tell them, you hold on to that ball, just get as much as you can, but wrap up, do not let go of that ball. It's the same thing as receivers, too. We have to remember, hey, I want to get some yardage, but I have to hold on to that ball. And um, sometimes people lose sight of that, but you can't do that if you're the starters and you're the, the key people, key personnel. Just You can't do it. Kenny Shedd is our guest as we continue, former Raider, who joins us, former Oakland Raider, and we go back a long way. He came to the team in 1996 through 1999 and really involved with the community and knows a lot of Raider fans, which is why we love to have him on the show. So, Kenny, let me ask you this about what's happening around the league now. Russell Wilson isn't playing well. They're 2-1. and Garoppolo, Mm -hmm. you're up in the Bay Area. He he didn't even prepare this offseason. He thought he was going to get traded after surgery. He wasn't ready to play. Uh, Joe Burrow is off to a really rough start. Josh Allen had 90 plays last week and lost. My point is it's hard to win in this league. It, the, the parody, I think now that Kansas City's come back a little bit and, and Tampa Bay's come back a little bit along with the Rams, anyone can win this league, huh? Thank you. I was thinking the exact same thing, JT. It's, it's almost like it's, it's anybody's game. So that should be more of a motivator for uh, the, the Raiders uh, to to kind of lock in, you know, shoot, yeah, they're zero and three, and if you just if you don't look at the percentages that people, the analysis keep putting out there, about twelve percent chance of making a playoff, and just remember, hey, we win out, um, we're we're good to go, and um, you know, and, and it, it 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 could be a matchup that that that's the Raiders up against uh, Green Bay. That's what I would think because Green Bay seems to be playing the most solid, but there aren't very many teams that are playing consistent football. And um, the Raiders have an excuse, in my opinion, like I said earlier, because they're getting new, new uh, uh, they're starting to get comfortable with each other. But once that happens, mm-hmm. there's no more excuses. They've got to play lights out football. Kenny Shedd as we wrap it up. So, Kenny, what's going on with you and law enforcement? I know it's a passion of yours and you're really involved in the community. What's been happening lately for you? Uh, newly retired, actually. <laughs> Congrats. Yeah, so I, re- I retired uh, a few months back, and uh, uh, a lot of it was done so we can focus most of our attention, if not all of our attention, on our, on our first feature film. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I'm excited about that. Uh, life is full of challenges, and here, here's my new challenge. Um, but I got a, a great support system, and, um, you know, I mean, uh, it, we're going to have fun. And we're going to do a different. We're going to do a difficult task, but mm-hmm. we're going to have fun doing it, and um, we're going to celebrate when it's all done. Yeah, I can't wait to be there. I was at a premiere for a friend of mine last night in San Diego, and the process to make a film is just incredible, man. You know who gets the how wow. many producer credits, right? You got a director, the editor, man. You you edit? Do you edit? Because edit's a, edit could take everything out of you. That, the editor I talked the, to last oh, night, look, I hadn't slept in two months. <laughs> He's getting paid. Uh, handsomely, yeah, but you're right. It's the editors are are your are your goat nuggets. Um, you know, uh, mm. everybody has a has a task, and it's been like two three years now since we've uh, uh, been setting up everything, and I think we're getting pretty Good. close to having it done. But it's literally taken that long. All right, so you're in town. You're going to the game, right? Oh yeah, I come out on Saturday. Uh, my hope is to hook up with some of our black hole uh, brethren. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just to kind of get that pregame going. And then um, 
I'll be with some of the other uh, Raider alumni ambassadors doing sweet visits for the uh, for the Denver game. So I know you're going to be doing. Yeah, I know you're going to be doing sweet vi- visits. You're going to be in the stadium. Make sure you stop by J Lot. Get to that black hole tailgate. Everyone needs to see you as the Raiders need a win. So try to make that part of your agenda that day. Yes, sir. I got you, brother. I Take got care, you. my friend. Thanks for doing this. You take care, JT. I see you soon. You got it, Kenny Shed. Nice, nice to talk to Kenny Shed. What a good guy. 20 years as a police officer, just retired, uh, filmmaker now, really unique guy. And he's another guy the Raiders bring in. The Raiders have these alumni ambassadors. So they bring in, I don't know what the number is, uh, probably 10 to 15 a game. And they visit suites and they talk to VIPs and they come on the pregame show. So I'm happy to announce that coming up on Sunday from the torch, we have two Hall of Famers, Fred Bolitnikoff and Tim Brown. So you got to get your drink on at the Torch, one of the largest bars in all of sports. Get on up there. Get in there early. Uh, We start at 11.15, and we'll go probably up to 1 o'clock. Jason Horowitz will be live from the Torch. Paul Gutierrez from ESPN. Freddie B., Tim Brown. And we're working on one more guest, maybe an insider from the Broncos. So come on down to the torch or come on up to the torch to the 200 level. And you know, I know people that just tailgate right up to the start of the game, and that's cool. But if you want to get inside, get inside a little early and watch the pregame show with myself and Eric Allen as we're always at the torch. All right, Lee Sterling's coming up. Let me tell you the games he's going to give you for free. Michigan, Iowa. Buffalo, Baltimore. Kansas City, Tampa Bay, so this is a professional guy. Yes, he sells picks. He has picks. He's giving you those three games, a pro. Coming up next, his game of the week is Raiders-Broncos. Woo. Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports. He joins us next. Brought to you by Grimaldi's. I mean, at the end of the day, when you have a really good defense like that, you gotta. It's not. It's never gonna be easy. I mean, they got a lot of people that have played for a long time, and they got some guys that are impact players on the defense that haven't played very long, but have still came in and um, you know made a name for themselves. So they they really don't have a weakness on defense, which is something that helps them. Even though we do know they're a defensive-minded team, still got to go out there and try to make plays. So I wouldn't call it easier, but um, I mean, it narrows our focus on offense down for sure. That's Devontae Adams, and he's got to get ready to go. I think he's ready to go every time he plays. How many targets will he get? How many catches? One thing we can all guarantee, a lot of this, what we do is speculation. I saw Devontae in the locker room. I saw the frustration. He's frustrated. And that means he's pissed off. And that means he should have a big game. We'll get to that in a moment. Lee Sterling joins us from Paramount Sports. Kind enough to give us three games every week. ParamountSports.com is where you can find my good friend Lee. And you've been traveling. Didn't you go on the road with the Canes? I did. I went to College Station. It it is definitely a bucket list place to go to. I mean, the atmosphere. um, And uh, it was, if you're like a kid, 5 to 15 years Mm -hmm. old, they have music going on around the stadium. They must have 70 booths circling the stadium, and then, I mean, where you can throw the football, win prizes, and then to watch their band and 3,000 members of their core walk, walk, march into the stadium, 
Nothing like it. Wow, fantastic. Yeah. Let's start with yeah. college. Michigan minus 10.5 versus Iowa. Uh, this is interesting. I finally think Michigan's got a quarterback in the Harbaugh era that Harbaugh's really comfortable with, who's an athlete who can make throws here. How big of a difference has that been with them? I don't know much about their defense, but I know this offense has been very efficient. Well, I had Maryland last week and felt it was a good matchup. But even in that win with Maryland covering, they were outstanding. Michigan ran for over six yards a carry and only gave up 3.8 yards per carry. They won the turnover and the sack advantage here. I think their defense is rock solid again. Uh, they won the Big Ten title game last year against Iowa 42-3. to The only difference, in my opinion, in these two teams is the Iowa offense has regressed. Michigan is running Blake Cormore. He split carries last year. Once he gets into the secondary, it is good night, Irene. You talk about a pedestrian offense. Iowa quarterback Spencer Petras, 9 for 22 for just 122 passing yards with no touchdowns against Rutgers. Are you kidding me? Michigan, if they play a clean game or even turn the ball over once, they'll win the game easy. I like Michigan big, 30-10. to 10. All right, let's go with Buffalo yep. and the way Buffalo lost at Miami with 90 plays. 90 yep. plays, and they lost the game. I couldn't believe time of possession and all of that. And Baltimore's got a little bit of everything. Lamar Jackson, I think, is a front runner for the MVP. I thought Josh Allen would win it, but I give the edge right now to Lamar Jackson. You know, Baltimore always plays a really tough defense, but I just thought Buffalo had a chance. I didn't pick them to go undefeated this year, but one or two losses was my limit for them. How does Buffalo bounce back in this one? So I, I still think they're the best team. But okay. when you're down five starters on defense, it is tough in the NFL. If Miami had the ball more, I think they would have scored more. But, you know, the, the defense for Miami did the job here. Now you're going to have uh, Buffalo with Josh Allen. I think he, they're going to go hurry up even more. And they still do have the problems on the back and on defense. They're without their starting cornerback and Pro Bowl cornerback and maybe the best two safeties in the NFL. So what does that mean? It means Lamar Jackson is going to keep doing it. He's already accounted for 12 touchdowns in three weeks here. And they've got the same problem in Baltimore. Their back end secondary is just not very good. They're not even banged up as much as Buffalo. So I think you've got... Buffalo and their offensive line getting healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll finally hit on some big plays here. And uh, both secondaries, like I said, are just not ready for this game. This game might go over 70 points. Mm. I like Buffalo here, 38-34. Lee Sterling, ParamountSports.com, as we continue on. Fantastic, as always. So, you know, Lee, I look at a couple of these other games. Kansas City and Tampa Bay. You know, the storm, and you live in South Florida, and again, hope everybody in your family and the people you know, I know you know a lot of people in the state, are okay here. But there was talks about, you know, maybe moving the game. I know Tampa Bay went down to Miami to practice. That's a little bit of adversity as Kansas City waits to come in. What's going on with this game? How do you see it here? Because Mahomes is coming off a loss. Very surprised that they got dominated in all three phases by Indianapolis. So very few people will bet against Patrick Mahomes losing two games in a row because he's a young gun, and I understand it. But Tampa Bay last week didn't lose because of Tom Brady in effectiveness. Their receivers, they could get no separation, couldn't hold on to the ball, and then when they caught the ball, they even fumbled it twice. I think things will change this week with Mike Evans coming back from suspension. I do believe Julio Jones will play in this game. And Indianapolis is the same type of team as Tampa Bay. 
physical running attack, strong run defense, and maybe the best two cover corners in the league. I think they're going to shut down the outside receivers for Kansas City here. Mm. I think Tampa Bay takes it 20-17, to 17, and just like I took a total in that Baltimore-Buffalo game over 51, I also like the under here, under 45. When was the last time you saw Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady with a total of 45 points play the under? And play Tampa Bay wow. to win twenty to seven. Two picks there, so you like Tampa yep. outright to win in cover, and you like the under in that game. Yep. And then I know you want some calls, and you're going to get them from yep. these passionate fans. Raider Nation's zero and three. Denver hasn't played well in any of their games, and they're two and one. How do we get the game of the week, or why did you pick this at the game as the game of the week? What do you got on this one? Okay, I've got a real strong feeling on this game. We went five and zero last week, Sunday and Monday combined in the NFL. I'm on fire there. You want to get Vegas and Denver for free? Just call right now, toll-free, 800-400-9741. We'll give you that game for free, 800-400-9741. Last week we went 9-2, and two. the week before 8-3, and three. the week before that 6-3. and three. You want to hop on board. We don't call it October here at Paramount Sports. We call it October. Five weeks, just $347. Use coupon code SAVE50, just one place. ParamountSports.com. Take care, my friend. Good to have you out of the storm. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, JT. Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports. So the reason we have him on is twofold. He's transparent. He posts his wins and losses. It's a requirement to be on the show. We need to know if you're real. We won't put the scammers on who are new to the marketplace. And number two, he's been doing it 25 years. So he's got an experience. He's got an experience that most gamblers don't have. Bet with your wallet, not with your head. Uh, two nights ago, I did a really cool show on my SiriusXM show as we were waiting for Judge to hit a home run. He walked four times that night. And I opened up the phones. I said, we're going to do something new tonight. I want to just talk about how are you gambling the first three games this year? What's good? What's bad? What have you been struggling with? Man, phones lit up like a Christmas tree. And everyone was telling me they're losing. Everybody calling the shows like, I'm having a bad year. I'm off to a bad start. I'm losing. I'm losing. And a lot of the reason why people lose is they bet parlays. They bet multiple exotics instead of picking one to two games that they're really good at and just staying with it. They're all over the place. They're in-game. and they're doing the, They got, like Lee said, they got the game and the total. Pick a couple of games that you're really good at and then fire away, like my buddy Brady Cannon says. Fire the cannon on the one or two games that you're really good at, and maybe you'll start making money there. So that hour flew by. Coming up next... Benjamin Albright, who's the best Bronco insider, one of the best. Top two, we had Brandon Cristal, and he's coming on. And then Josh McDaniels, head coach of the Raiders at about 115. And then we have Kevin Bollinger, and then we have Nick Rapone, who's part of UNLV Hockey, and I'd like you to get out to that. That's a cool time. I've been to it. I think you'll have a lot of fun. That's the last hour of the show. Tomorrow, we are on. Charles Woodson will join us right exactly at this time. So mark your phone on your Apple iPhone. Hit the alarm for tomorrow for 1245 Pacific, 345 Eastern. And we'll get Charles Woodson on. And not only are we doing a branding deal with him with his bourbon whiskey, but more importantly, he wants to come on and talk Raiders. I think Charles is like Devontae. He's a little bit worked up. He sees some things here. Now, I also am waiting for the injury report. Rocky Asin and Nate Hobbs want to know what's going on. Okay, yeah. Everybody's going down, and you get injured in football. How quickly can you make it back? Denver's injury report was big, too. Denver's got a lot of guys who are banged up. 
But I think the Raiders now are pretty comfortable with their rotation. Someone goes down on the offensive line. We know the other guys have experience because Josh McDaniels is playing multiple offensive linemen. Receivers, Hunter Renfro goes down. Matt Collins has a big game. Can't afford Devontae or Walla to get hurt. They're oversized. They're big. They're big targets. But as I got a text from someone pretty high up today in media, I said, what do you think of this Raider game? Quote, Derek's got to play better. And he does. Derek's playing okay. Derek's making some really – the throw that he made to Hollins, the bomb, was incredible. Hollins had to adjust to it, made the catch. The ball was about as beautiful as it could be. He made a lot of other good throws over the middle of the field. But what I want to see Derek do is when they're on the 50, when they're on the other side of the field, and they hit for like a 17 or a 15-yarder over the middle, race to the ball. Race to the ball and get to the ball and have another play. Let's get people uncomfortable. No more huddling up the entire game. Last week in Nashville, the Raiders were down two possessions in the fourth quarter, and they played like they were up two possessions. And there's the clock as Berman says, tick, 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 tick. And I'm sitting there going, because I left the third quarter to be with Jason Horowitz and Lincoln, and I'm right behind him, and I'm looking over Lincoln's shoulder, 20, 15, 10, 5, 4, 3, and they're getting the snap off as the clock is running, the play clock and the game clock. That's got to stop. Unless, there's a caveat to it, the Raiders are up big and they're bleeding the clock. And they're running the ball because they're up two scores. And they want to take the air out of the ball. No problem with that. That's why they carried all these running backs, I thought. They carried all these running backs because there was supposed to be ground chuck. There's supposed to be a running team with four running backs and a fullback that would come at you in waves. But because of down and distance and the scores, they haven't been able to do it. Yesterday we had on Sam from Sam and Ash Injury Law. He broke down. He was, he was emotional as he was talking about 1 October. 1 October is pretty much here, everybody. I know that the Raiders are going to have something real unique, as they all do. 1 October, the anniversary, coming up on Saturday, and the Raiders play on Sunday at home. Denver, let's get a win against the Donkeys. Denver.